Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here. We're approaching the New Year's holiday, and we've got a fun-filled show coming your way over the next 90 or so minutes. Feel alone. I feel so lonely. Coach Brian Colley is off to Mississippi to spend some time with the family for the holiday, and then after that, he's going to be back in school. So we're Flying solo again here on KLEB, but that's okay. We're going to make things work over the next 90 minutes leading up until 1 o'clock. In the next segment, we go to South Terrebonne and start talking some baseball. We have their baseball coach, defending state champion, Coach Mike Barba, who will be on the line. He'll give us a rundown of some things his team is looking to get accomplished in the coming weeks leading up to the start of the baseball season, which will be oh mid-February or so. They'll be on the field and they'll be rolling and getting things, um, you know, rocking and rolling. That's that's right before you know it. About a month and a half to go. Uh, then at noon we've got Derek Zush, good friend of the show. He's been on several times. We've had Derek on as the coach uh, at Assumption in the past. We've had Derek on as an assistant coach at Hanville in the past. Now we'll have Derek on as the boys basketball coach at Sixth Ward Middle School, which is his new gig. A lot of great coaches are going off to the middle school ranks. And are uh, kind of, you know, building that passion in the youth of our community. Derek is over at Sixth Ward doing a good job. They've had a strong start to their year. We'll ask him about some of the things that have allowed that strong start of the year to be possible. 12.15 in the second hour of the show, or the lunchtime hour of the show, I'm going to tell you my thoughts about Kayshawn Butte, and I'm not going to be happy about it. Uh, it's one thing to leave a university. It's you know one thing to do what you feel is best for your family. It's another thing to blatantly lie. And I think that Keishon Butte lied and misled LSU fans. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with the way that this was handled. I'm not okay with the way this situation went down. And I'm going to give my candid and honest thoughts on how that situation played out in the second hour of the show. We've also got to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. They got a big thrilling win yesterday against the Timberwolves. Uh, improving their positioning in the Western Conference. Zion Williamson took over the game, and I'll tell you why. I think that's the only way forward for New Orleans is to have Zion Williamson take over games. Then at the bottom of the show, we've got our betting picks, and then we'll get out of here on this Thursday. Two more shows until New Year's. Two more shows until the college football playoff. Two more shows until LSU plays, because we won't have a show on Monday. All of that um, coming before 1 o'clock today. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, uh, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. <clears throat> Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Let's dive into our local high school scoreboard to start the show as we tend to do. We go to the boys basketball side of things. A lot of games yesterday, uh, and I'll tell you how they all shook out. The core holiday invitational over at EDY is where a lot of the local teams are over the next couple of days. And we could tell you that uh, over there, there were some very interesting results. HL Bourgeois falls to Vanderbilt. 69 to 48, a big win for Vanderbilt over HL Bourgeois. How about this result over in Lake Charles at the Sam Houston tournament? Anna Coco, a class B school, gets a 30 point win over East St. John, 74 to 44. Now, look, 
I've seen Anacoco in the state championship tournament, the top 28 and everything. Like, I'm not surprised that they would beat East St. John. I am surprised they'd beat him by 30. Um, yesterday at the core holiday invitational, we had Terrebonne beat South Lafouche 45 to 29. Cats out of the bag now. I've known this for a couple of days. Never said it on the show. Didn't want to give any competitive advantages nor tips or anything like that. Brandon Daniels is out yesterday for South Lafouche. Missed a couple of practices uh, during holiday time. Was not available yesterday. And <clears throat> South Lafouche actually played pretty well without him. They had the lead at points in the fourth quarter before the wheels kind of came off late in the game. Terrebonne started to take the game a little more seriously, and they get a 16-point victory over the Tarpons. David Thibodeau gets a 53-45 win over Thibodeau High School over at the Plaquemine Tournament. Good win for them out there. Let's see. We also had at the core holiday invitational, Lutcher get a 47-33 win over E.D. White. <clears throat> so Lutcher um, defeats the host school there. The other host school over at Central Catholic, uh, they get knocked off by Bruley 66-63. So Bruley beats Central Catholic by three points over at the Core Holiday Invitational. We told you about Vanderbilt getting a win over Bourgeois. Let's see. We had Berwick and Morgan City play no score reported. Get y'all scores in, man. Y'all know that's a big pet peeve of mine. Get y'all scores reported. Um, let's see. Yesterday we also had... Home of Christian School played yesterday, but I don't see the score reporter. I know they played yesterday and they lost a close game. Uh, I'll, I'll try to figure that out for you. We told you Central Catholic and Brulee Hanson Memorial lost to Maryville, 65-32, to so tough one for Hanson. Erath defeats Generet, 71-51, to tough loss there. Um, now we shift gears to the girls' basketball side of things. And a reminder, tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to have South Lafouche, Girls basketball action against Homa Christian School. Lady Tarpons will try to snap the unbeaten streak of Homa Christian School. That one will be at Central Lafouche and should be a good contest. But in girls basketball action last night, we had East St. John get a 60-28 to win over the aforementioned South Lafouche. Lady Tarpons fall in a tough one. We also had last night Assumption fall to Dutchtown 67-25. to Boy. Dutchtown really puts it on an assumption team that, quite frankly, has been playing really well coming in. Um, we, last night in girls' basketball action, had St. Thomas Moore get a 60-35 to win over Edie White. Tough one for Coach Nick Snack and his team. And I think that just about does. Well, North Vermilion defeats Central Catholic 56-30. to So Central Catholic falls in a um, somewhat lopsided affair there. Not a whole lot of closed games yesterday on our slate. We had a lot of games that were kind of lopsided, a lot of games that were not uh, going either way. Um, but we could tell you today over at the core holiday invitational at E.D. White, at 4.30, you've got Assumption versus H.L. Bourgeois. At 6 o'clock, South Lafouche versus Bruley. And at 7.30, Morgan City against E.D. White. Those games are over at E.D. White in the main gymnasium. At Central Catholic, out in Morgan City, at 4.30, you got Vanderbilt and Berwick. At 6 o'clock, you got Homa Christian and Lutcher. And at 7.30, you got Terrebonne and Central Catholic. Those are the games that will be played today at the two gyms over at the core holiday invitational. So we look forward to seeing how those scores uh, come back to us. And we'll give you a full rundown on tomorrow's show about those games out there. And then, of course, we'll give you a rundown of the game that you'll have here on KLEB which is going to be uh, South Lafouche and Homa Christian. I'm excited for that one tonight. <clears throat> I'm excited for that one. South Lafouche has played a brutal schedule, as Kathy Luke said on the show here yesterday. Like They've challenged themselves. They've played 
a who's who. You play John Curtis. You play Thibodeau. You know, you played everybody that there is to play. You St. John last night. Um, now you're facing home a Christian who, on paper, right, you would say they're favored to beat you, right? I mean, South Lafouche has five wins. They got a bunch, a bunch of losses. On paper, you would think home a Christian school would be favored to win this matchup. Um, but it is going to be a step up in competition. Lady Tarpons are going to have more experience. It's going to be 17 and 18 year old girls against 13 and 14 year old girls. And I just wonder if that physicality of South Lafouche is going to be a factor in the game. And I just wonder if South Lafouche is going to be able to score and make Homer Christian school chase, because that's the thing they've not had to do all year. They've not had to chase. They've played such great defense that they've been able to play their way, their pace, their style. If the Lady Tarpons get a five, six point lead early, can Homer Christian School score when they're going to have to score? I think that's going to be one of the big keys in the game is can the Lady Tarpons force them out of the tempo with which they want to play? If they could do that, we've got a four quarter game. If not, Homer Christian may just kind of smother them and beat up on them pretty good like they've done throughout the entire course of the year. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Mike Barba, South Terrebonne. We'll ask him about. His plans to try to defend the state championship. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy's find new roads. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. you have a pest control problem, 
Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phones for the first time today, and we have South Terrebonne baseball coach, Coach Mike Barba, on the line. Baseball season is right around the corner, and we're happy to have Coach on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, just trying to enjoy the last couple of days before, like you said, the season kicks off again. Yeah, tell us about that. You know, we've had Chandler on several times on the show, and he says, hey, man, like when we get back to school, like we're, we're going at it. We're going to be, you know, starting to – really ramp up our, you know, the final stages of our off-season workouts and, you know, doing evaluations and different things like that. Are you guys kind of in the same boat when you guys get back on campus? Is it, you know, that last stretch run before opening up practices? Yeah, you know, it's uh, basically full systems. Go flip the page uh, onto the new chapter and, and, and see where the season will take us. But, uh, you know, they, they changed it up to where the season begins a little sooner now, so um we'll be we'll be getting after pretty soon tell us about that uh you guys are defending the state championship which is obviously going to come with its own unique circumstances you guys but also are returning a lot of guys off of that team which means that you know a lot of the guys on the journey that's going to be coming up with you are guys who were on the journey last year as well what's the mood been like have have the kids been as hungry what's the off season been like over in south terrebonne it's, it's been going good you know uh Look, whether we, you know, we had a great season last year or we would have fell short last year, I think our expectations always stay the same. And, and we've got to understand that this is a brand-new team with, with brand-new opportunities and different challenges that we're going to face. So we've got to, we've got to take, you know, the, everything with a grain of salt and, and move forward with, with a purpose and move forward with intensity as if we've, we didn't accomplish anything yet because with this, with this group, we really haven't, and uh, we'll get into the playoffs again this year. We're going to have a brand new, a brand new uh, orchestra of teams that we're going to have to go through, 
because uh, we, we got bumped up. So let's talk about that. That's the elephant in the room, and that's kind of the thing that everybody's looking at and paying attention to out there is you guys were moved from really from 4A to 5A. They're calling it Division One as opposed to Division Two, but really you guys were moved up to 5A. Um, you guys don't have a 5A enrollment, and you guys are likely not going to stay in Division One for a whole lot of time, maybe two, three years next time they recycle it. But I've said openly on this show, I've told you privately, I think it's absurd what they're doing. I think that the fact that they're not willing to look at the numbers objectively and, and move you guys back down, I think that's absurd. But at the end of the day, as a coach, you guys got to go play where they tell you to go play. So with all that turmoil, you guys still got to be ready. It's going to be a, a big challenge for your team, though. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's kind of a, a – I don't want to say a blessing because the numbers are what they are and the facts are what they are. But – being having so many returning from last year and what we faced last year of being an underdog and not supposed to do these things and uh, all the adversity that we face, you know, playing at this next level is, is going to be kind of nothing to them. Like, you know, obviously we've got to go out and compete. We've got to play the game well. But the mental side of it, we've been there before. We've been the underdog. We've been the team that's not supposed to be there. Um, so – that side of it, I think, will be okay. Now, we still have to go and compete with some really talented teams and against some really talented baseball players. But, you know, who knows where the game's going to take us. And that's the fun part about it. It's a crazy game, and we signed up for it. That's what's so awesome about baseball is, Coach. I mean, you guys know this. Two years ago, you guys were in position, and every single time the ball bounced, it bounced against you all in that last half inning and came up a little short. This past playoff run... You guys were creating a lot of those opportunities and were making some of your own luck and had the ball bounce for you a couple of times. It's crazy how these, you know, this sport is, man. Sometimes the, the, the baseball gods are smiling on you. Sometimes they're frowning on you. But every day when you roll out of bed, you don't know which one is going to be. That's what makes the game beautiful, man. Oh, that's, that's exactly right. You nailed it on the head. I, I said it a few times this offseason that, that this game, for whatever reason, is, it's a living, breathing organism. It 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 does what it wants when it wants and how it wants to do it, and uh, we're at its mercy. You know, we can can show up and compete, and we got to treat the game the right way and and continue to put ourselves in a position to succeed. But just because we do all these things doesn't mean that we're actually going to succeed, and that's what's crazy about it. But it makes it fun, it makes it heartbreaking, and uh, you know, it makes it unpredictable. I know I told you guys uh, that one day we were going to get all y'all in a room and we were going to tell the full story of the season. But just you know, for the listeners who are just tuning in and are not, were not aware, you guys were like winless in district play at one point for like a couple of weeks of district play. You guys were you know buried in a losing streak, were not playing well. And we all kind of knew that you guys were better than the record. But I don't know that very many people thought that whenever you guys did flip that switch that it would lead to you all winning the last game of the season. It was a rags-to-riches story, man. You guys turned it on and just never stopped. It was unbelievable to see. Yeah, last year, oh, man, it, every time I think about it, you you don't know how to feel. Uh, there's so many emotions that go with it and the things that we had to go through. But it, it was just – it was the definition of one day at a time. Uh, we didn't know where we were practicing. We didn't know how we were going to practice on a given day, and we just had to figure it out on the fly. 
And, uh, you know, we were, I guess, lucky enough that once we did get into the playoffs, our practices actually became more steady, and it created a routine for us. And like you mentioned, we were able to get hot at the right time. But uh, a whirlwind of emotions, and, and you know, it goes back to this crazy game of baseball that we signed up for. Tell me about your group. I know you guys have a lot of returnees. If you're replacing some things, it would be likely on the mound where you guys are going to be replacing one big-time power arm than your big reliever that uh, you know was counting on so heavily. How do you replace those guys on the mound? And then on lineup-wise, it looks like you guys are, on paper, at least going to have a really solid offense. You know, I, I think that's going to be the key for us, especially early on, is is uh, being able to, to swing it and put up runs and, and do the different things we can on offense to manufacture those runs in, in different ways. Um, you know, I, I think we're set up with experience again to, to be able to handle the ups and downs of a baseball game, whether we have to put up 10 or 12 runs to win or, or we need to scratch out one or two. Um, and the thing is going to be the, the kind of the inexperience on the mound in, in big situations. Now, we had a lot of guys last year get experience on the mound, but in those tight, big-game situations, um, last year we were able to turn to one or two guys that this year we're going to have to find who can who can produce in those moments. And, uh, you know, the good thing about our offseason is that we, that's what we structure it around, and we try to put those guys in those situations. But, look, me and you, we both know that until you're actually in it, you don't know what you're going to get yet. Yeah, for sure. And, and tell us about this. kind of gets lost in the shuffle because you guys did win the championship is that you guys are also going to be returning home. You know, how, how's the ballpark going? And I'm sure it's making you awfully happy to, you know, to have to tend to the field and they'll take care of that. It's a lot of work, but it's also a source of pride. And I'm sure it's something that you guys missed last year when you guys were not able to play at home. Absolutely. Uh, that's going to be an emotional roller coaster in itself. Just, just coming back home uh, for the first time in over a year. Yesterday, I actually edged it for the first time since the storm. And, you know, the whole time I'm doing it, it's, it's tedious, it's, it's time-crunching work, but it was so rewarding to, to know that I'm not only doing this, you know, just to make it look good, but I'm doing it because we're coming back. Uh, you know, work started on the field this week. The fence is gone. We're going to get a brand-new fence. We're going to get a few new things added to the park, and, and that stuff's expected to be done by the time the season gets here. So, Man, look, the whole community is, 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 is can't, can't wait until we get back home. And uh, that's going to be an exciting moment for those kids. They deserve to be back there. No doubt. Look, you've told me a couple of days ago at the girls' basketball game, you said, man, we're going to open up and have a three-game series with Karen Curl. That'll be a big challenge. What's some of the other places that you guys are going in the non-district that you're excited about? This is, this is going to be a tough schedule. Uh, you know, I didn't necessarily – think about it this way but i'm kind of glad we, we did it when, as we were scheduling because of the what now we have to do in the playoffs and in the teams we got to go through but we're going to face a really good berwick team twice we're going to bring in um we're going to bring in the karen crow for, for a three-game series those guys are always competitive it's been a really good series for us uh, we're going to face your holy crosses your catholic and baton rouges again we got a good North Shore team. It's loaded with those 5A teams, and, and I was putting my schedule into uh, the state website the other day, and I was looking about how many 5A teams we're going to play this year, and, and it's pretty much about 80% of the schedule is going to be 5A teams, that non-district schedule. 
So we're going to be set up to, uh, you know, if we can have a successful year, to be able to put ourselves in a good position come playoff time. Very good, Coach. Man, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon as we get into the the meat and potatoes of the off season here, getting closer to the year. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Yep, that is Coach Mike Barber with South Terrebonne doing an excellent job as always. They're going to have a really strong team. It's absurd that they're having to play in Division One. Uh, I've already done my rant and said my piece on that. You show them the numbers and and prove, hey, the number you got us down for is not our number. Ah, oh, we'll just recycle you. Oh, the next time we count them. What does that say for the juniors and the seniors that are going to have to now unfairly play in a classification that they don't belong in? It's it's ridiculous. It's absurd. But it's the reason why the LHSA is the cesspool that it is. The organization that no one is satisfied with, but which everybody just tolerates because it's all that we got. It's all that we got. We don't have any choice but to tolerate it because there's no other alternative. It's it's um it's a monopoly basically is what it is. You could complain, you could do whatever, you could show, no matter how much we show and prove that they're inept and they don't know what they're doing, they're still going to be there because there's no alternative for the schools to choose. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Derek Zush of Sixth Ward Middle School. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be chatting with the coach out of this break to start off our noontime hour. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective guaranteed. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today, 
For more info, call 985-873-9989. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. And welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We want to thank uh, Coach Mike Barber for his time in the last segment of the show. Now we go back to the phone lines. This segment of the show, we begin our lunchtime hour, our noontime uh, hour with Derek Zush, the boys basketball coach at Sixth Ward Middle Schools on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Afternoon, Casey. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Look, we talk some middle school here on the show, the only ones that are doing it, but we're happy to do so because we're shouting out the next generation of high school players in our area. You're at Sixth Ward now. You've told me privately off the air that you guys are off to a strong start to the year. Tell us a little bit about this group, man. Uh, it's a solid group, you know. I was uh, kind of surprised about some of the things we had when we uh, when I ended up being offered and taking the job. But uh, you know, it's a it's a solid group of kids with a good support system. The school has been so you know awesome as far as support. The parents are supportive. You know, it, it's nice to be around. You know, uh, I would say a program. You know, that kind of has the support system that you need to be successful, and they've kind of trusted me to do some things and give me some freedom. And it's, you know, even though it's very, very, very early in the season, I mean, it's produced results. You know, people have come watch us. You know, we hadn't lost yet. We played well. You know, it's been kind of, uh, they've impressed me every single day. In every game, they get better. Every practice, they get better. They listen. You know, they're, they're able to do some things that I, I didn't think they were capable of, you know, but I think it comes with, you know, a strong support system and having people and the way the school is structured and Miss Callahan and the rest of the the crew over there that just instill some discipline that maybe some other places don't have that allow these kids to be able to do some of these things. So tell me about the transition for you. Is you know you come from the high school ranks, and, and one of the interesting things about it is like not only did you come from the high school ranks, you came from the highest levels of the high school ranks. You know, twenty plus win seasons at Assumption, coaching in Hanville, and deep playoff runs, and then you go from that to middle school, coaching sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. I'm sure it kind of changed a little bit in terms of how much you can maybe put in, or, or you know the. But you tell me that your kids actually execute at better, or maybe not even more better than than some of your high school teams. Sometimes, how has it changed your coaching style? You know, going back down to the middle school ranks. Well, a little bit. I got a lot more time. You know, I, I mean, I have a lot more time to do things with my, you know, with my family and all. That was the biggest difference between the two uh coaching in different settings as far as high school and middle school but i've told the kids at practice they're capable of executing like anything we put out there because they're so disciplined they they're hungry to learn you know they understand that like i've come from a different level i'm not just somebody that came off the street like i was a head high school coach for 10 years you know and i've been the, as an assistant been the two final fours like i i know what i'm doing so like you can trust me that like when i give you something this stuff is going to work. And, you know, the kids can execute a variety of things. A lot of the things we ran out of, you know, at assumption, like we're, we're running with these kids here and they can execute it just as well or better. You know, now that they can't do maybe the third and fourth option or some of the things we, we install, but those first two options, they can do 
all of that fairly easily. And you can call whatever you want, and they see results. Say, hey, coach knows what he's talking about. That stuff works. You know, and most of the time in middle school, you don't get the scouting that you'll get in high school, so you don't need that third and fourth option. So they can do those one, two things really, really well. And, you know, they've, they've seen results anytime we try to install and run things. It works. And, like, we'll get parents or other coaches coming to us after the game. I'm like, the stuff that y'all running, how you get them to do it? Well, they don't really have a choice. Like, they see that it works, and it's results-based. And, like, hey, this stuff works. So, yeah, we're going to listen to coach. I've talked about this on the show several times. It feels like locally there's been such a resurgence into reinvesting in the middle school ranks. Golden Medal's got Damian doing a great job. LCO's got Keegan. Six Swords got you. You know, Mark Sanders is out there. And, you know, uh, uh, Stipe is back there coaching middle school. Like, a lot of the really good coaches in our area are going back to that level. And, Coach, what I think it's going to do, and we may not see it this season, we may not see it next season, but over the long haul, over the next decade or so, what we're going to see is it's going to make for better high school basketball because the kids are going to show up in ninth grade. They're going to already know how to play. They're going to already know how to run offense. They're going to know the fundamentals. I think it's going to pay off for the greater good before long. Oh, 100%. When I accepted the job, I called Tony Clark was probably my first and second call and just asked him, said, Coach, you know, let, let's get together and talk because at the end of the day, these kids are going to be yours. So what can we do to get them better, to make them more successful down the road? You know, it's great to, to win for six war and have school pride and whatnot, but, like, the eventual goal is to get these kids prepared to play at a at a different level. And we sat down and talked, like, Coach, you want me to run anything specifically to kind of – help these kids be more successful. And he just told me if they can come with some semblance of playing man-to-man defense because in middle school it's always a lot of zone, a lot of zone pressure. And I was like, Coach, no problem. That's what we're going to do anyway. So, like, when we started practicing, I saw people were already playing two days after they, they tried out. I was like, this can't happen. So we, we practiced for a month, you know, before we even played anybody different than ourselves. And, like, we drilled – man-to-man defensive principles over and over and over every single day and while it's not perfect and that takes a long time to instill that especially if you've never done it they commit to trying it and doing they do a lot of stuff right so they're gonna go to their next program with some as, as far as terminology and principles and fundamentals of how to do something that's going to be valuable later that maybe helps them make a team maybe it helps the team that they make be more successful then that's the goal yeah, no doubt about that. Very well said, buddy. Um, look, man, there's no doubt. When as soon as I upload this, a lot of the, you know the parents of your players are gonna want to go and listen, and, and they're gonna want to hear what coach has to say. So shout out some of the names of those boys that are standing out that are working hard and doing a great job, man. I mean, it's definitely a team thing, but you know, James Claymore, his, his brother, had uh, played Tibble High. You know, he's one of Tony Clark's favorite guys a while back. A kid that always took charges, did all the dirty work. He's, he's probably our. Uh, our most experienced uh, player, prior leading scorer so far. He can do a lot of things that uh, I hate to say that his brother couldn't do. He scores it a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he's a heck of a player. Cole Trosclair, uh, Shane Trosclair's son, the baseball coach at Tilbert High, has done some nice things for us. They, those guys have done a lot of outside training with you know Thomas Claymore, who's the guy that does work around here. And, like, those kids, you can tell, have been coached before. You know, and we have some other guys that are developmental guys that have surprised me a lot. Uh, Braden Perkles, a seventh grader. Damian Robinson scored 19 points in the first game, kind of just feeling his way out. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of pieces that we have. And we got one of our better players has been had a broken arm, falling out of bed to get a Dorito. And we got to wait for him to come back. And uh, he'll add another dimension, Braylon Williams. And a lot of these kids – 
you know, like I said, I, I got to give a lot of credit to the parents because they have been so supportive. And, like, these kids have already come here disciplined, so there's not a lot of breaking the mold of a, a, a lot of these kids. They have it already. And if you have that part, you know, some semblance of discipline at home, it's so much easier to coach them. Yeah, no doubt. Look, in the, in the parish, I think everyone would kind of assume Raceland would likely be the team to beat. They've got a lot of size. They've got a lot of athleticism. But other than that, it looks like it's pretty wide open. I've seen the Thibodeaux play. I've seen Golden Meta, LCO. I've seen Logport. I haven't had a chance to see you guys, but it looks like it's pretty wide open other than Raceland, who's probably sitting as the favorites right now. Yeah, I mean, I went to the Little West tournament, and I watched East and West, and I watched Raceland, and they're, they're huge. You know, they, they, they have some, I would say, the most talented team in the district. I mean, well, in the in our little area, as far as who have I seen, I've seen maybe seven, eight teams, and I still get out there and do my homework like I did when I was in high school. I go watch the games and kind of see what everybody's doing and talk to opposing coaches and kind of see what's going on and who's played who and who looks good and what we can do. I mean, we spend a whole day, we, we practice today, you know, during, you know, Christmas holiday break preparing to play wrestling, you know, which is, you know, I don't know how many people out there doing that right now. You know, so we got them the day we come back. So we had to put in a little bit of work and, you know, to get us is a little bit prepared. But you're right, they do have some size, and they got some other things working for them, too. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. I would say they're the most talented team, and our boys are aware of that, you know, going into this game. And we're going to have to do things that have made us successful so far, and us listening and executing and kind of continuing to do things right, you know, and give ourselves a chance. And I don't know if many people are aware, our court is significantly bigger than a middle school's court. And in that to us, that helps us out with a lot of the spacing things that we do, and it kind of takes the advantage away from the bigger teams on that smaller court. We have a lot more room to operate. We look so much better at, at home when we play because of some of the things that we do with space. Very good. Coach, before we let you go, we got to talk about some other stuff, man. LSU basketball gets a huge win last night over Arkansas. Yeah. Coach Matt McMahon in his first season has got LSU seemingly headed in the right direction. And I was making a comment to some of my, bu- some of my buddies last night like, I don't know if he's going to be able to recruit like Will Wade, but boy, in the actual game, it sure seems like he could coach better than Will Wade. Couldn't that's not a knock on Will? It's not, but it just feels like he's always got an answer for whatever the other team's throwing at him. As a tactician, so far it looks like a great hire, man. Oh yeah, I I agree. That's the first time I really got that, uh, and was able to watch a whole game last night. You know, and I, they do some things that are impressive, and it looks like they can win in more than just one way, and. Uh, the Hannibal kid's really special. I, I like him. I like his game. I don't know how many people, regardless of the SEC, any competition, can be able to stop that guy when he puts his head down and goes to the goal. But uh, I would definitely agree. Uh, I wasn't the biggest Will Wade fan. You being a friend of mine kind of knew that. You know, the way he kind of carried himself and being seemed above having to do the little things, you know, I think is what ended up being his downfall. And I think this guy pays a little bit more attention to detail. And uh, I think he outcoached a really phenomenal coach last night. I think the world of, of the Arkansas got him, uh, Musselman, right? That's correct? Yeah, Eric Musselman, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I, I thought he should have been the LSU hire, in my opinion. I thought he did a great job, you know, strategically last night. So it was, other than probably should have fouled when they were uh, up three with a minute, <laughs> with a second and a half left to go and not let him get a shot off, everything else was fantastic, in my opinion. Bro, I, I, I chat with Damien about this all the time as he's also a fellow Tar Heel. Uh, North Carolina's playing better now, but boy, there was a stretch there where it was ugly and they were, you know, fell out of the top 25. And, you know, it's starting to resemble last year a little bit where they just have lulls and, you know, maybe just aren't focused. And what do you think that is? Do you think just Hubert Davis just trying to 
preserve the guys till the end of the season? Do you think the guys are starting to focus? Like, because they're playing better now. They've got a win over Ohio State and Michigan lately, but boy, they had lost four straight, just didn't look interested. And Derek, even before that, when they're playing Portland and barely winning, playing Garner Webb and barely winning, like, there's no reason North Carolina should be struggling through those games. What was going on, man? Uh, I think they read the press cuttings a little bit too much. You got too much of a big head, in my opinion. You know, you get, people keep telling you how good you are and how great you should be, and you start believing that stuff, and maybe you take away from your work ethic a little bit. Now, obviously, we're not in their practices uh, or what's going on behind the scenes, but you know that seems to be a thing occasionally. You seem kind of Kentucky, kind of be into that the last couple of years, where they haven't been as strong because everybody tells them they're going to be so great. And when you keep being told you're going to be so great and you start believing that and you don't have to work as hard, I think that takes away from some of the drive that some of those guys have. And I, look, they'll still get in, you know, maybe a seven between a six and nine seed and still make a run. I have no doubt in that. We just won't get the odds if we're trying to bet them the way we had them last year. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, look, before we let you go, you're still a teacher at Hanville, and, you know, we, we're, we're paying attention to that 5A district. District play on the boys' side's about to start. Hanville's playing some good ball um, in non-district. Uh, you're around campus. What's the mood like? Are the guys ready for district play out there, man? Oh, I'd say so, absolutely. Coach Jasmine and I are still best of friends. We talk every day. Um, you know, they've challenged themselves in a pre-district schedule like they always do, so nothing they see. And I know that the Bayou District is stronger than it has been um, well, more than last year. You know, Tarabona saw having a pretty solid season. I think Bourgeois still got a ton of talent, and they just they're going to get that stuff together eventually because coach is really good coach, and you know Central's got a little bit of turmoil, but they started out hot. Thibodeau's got co- you know Coach Clark. They're going to be ready. You know Destran wants new staff. East St. John's still going to have some guys. like there's still talent there, but nothing that that's in that district is going to take Onville by surprise. Like those guys went out and played. You know Newman, Carver, McMain, Richwood. Uh, who else? I think they had Scotlandville. Like those guys see it all, so they don't. That's why they're always so strong in district. They go out and see everything and everybody there is to see. So nothing in the in the Bayou district. Not not faulting those programs. I'm just saying, but like the, as far as the talent level, they've seen it all. Now you might not see the environment that you're going to see going play. You know, at Thibodeau at some games. Uh, you know, it's, you know certain places. But as far as talent wise, nothing's going to surprise us guys. And they do such a good job. You know, Coach Jasmine, Coach Randolph, and uh, Coach Pierre helping with them now. They do such a good job prepping those kids. You know, and all the way from the ground up, from the JV programs all the way to the varsity. They do such a good job getting them ready. So they'll be ready for the district time. I wouldn't bet against. Them. Yep, good stuff. Well said, brother. Thanks so much for the time, man. It's good chatting with you. It's been a while, and uh, we'll do this again throughout the course of the year. Okay, man. Absolutely. Probably see you this afternoon. Right. Yep, there's Derek Zush doing an excellent job as always with the Hanville Tigers. Uh, well, listen to me with the Hanville Tigers. He's with Sixth Ward. I'm so used to saying with the Hanville Tigers. My bad. He's with Sixth Ward, still teaching with the Hanville Tigers, doing a good job with that Sixth Ward program, getting those guys in position. Our middle school basketball schedule is going to be fun. We've got a Sixth Ward game or two on our schedule. Uh, we've got some LCO. We got some Golden Meadow. We're going to see some Raceland and West Thibodeau. And like we're going to try to comb the entire parish and get as much of it as we can. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it all shakes out before we get wrapped up with that parish slate. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'm going to talk about Kayshawn Boutte and my disdain with how his situation played out. It's play by play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
the French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free, easy-go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fusha, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. I want to thank Derek Zush for his time. I want to thank um, Mike Barber for his time. We close the 
phone lines to coaches. If you guys want to give us a call, feel free, 798-7748. If you guys got anything that you want to say to us um, throughout the rest of the show, I'm going to get my thoughts on Keyshawn Boutte in this segment. Um, look, man, whenever I got the news yesterday that Boutte was leaving the LSU program and was off to the NFL draft, initially there was some disappointment, right? I mean, he's a great player. I, no, let me, let me rephrase that. I, let, let's not use the word great so freely. A good player and a guy who's projected to have a lot of NFL acclaim and he's expected to be a first-round pick and, and blah, 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 blah. Um, but as I thought about it more, a sense of relief came over me. A sense of relief hit me as that LSU's no longer going to have to deal with this headache. This past season, every game, fans and coaches and whoever, we were having to massage the ego, having to massage the tender feelings, having to massage the uh, whatever you want to call it of this guy who never wanted to be at LSU after Coach Ogeron got fired. After Coach O got fired, there were the rumors and the whispers of, oh, he doesn't like Brian Kelly. He's not vibing with Brian Kelly. They're not getting along. And Brian Kelly's challenging him and calling him out in the media and saying he's got to become a leader. Oh, well, he's going to transfer. He's going to go to Alabama. The NIL brokers in Baton Rouge saw to it that that didn't happen, and they bought him off and got him to stay. And, hey, that's cool. You know, that, that's, that's awesome. It ended up working out fairly well, I guess. But he never fully bought in to what Brian Kelly was selling. Kayshawn could have just as easily gone pro after the first game of last season against Florida State. When he was disinterested, he wasn't playing well, he was dropping passes, and he looked like he didn't want to be there. Caught two passes for 20 yards in that game and really struggled through it. Kayshawn could have just as easily gone pro and opted out after the Mississippi State game when he randomly missed a game for the birth of his child. He could have just as easily gone pro after the Texas A&M game when the season ended. He could have just as easily gone pro after the Georgia game whenever he did play well and had six catches for 107 yards. So what I'm my message is here, while there is some anger and there is a little bit of venom, uh, and I, I even with that having been said, I do wish Kayshawn well, and I hope that he has a great NFL career. My regret with this is how it was handled. How it was handled. We didn't need the lying. We didn't need the deception. We didn't need the first Twitter post of, oh, I want to win the championship so bad. This is why I went to LSU. It was to win the championship, and I'm coming back. I'm coming back for my fans. I'm coming back for my team, and we're going to win it all. And Obviously, all of that was a lie. All of that was a lie. Because if it was not a lie, what changed between now and the SEC championship game? He made that decision on December the 5th. Hey, I'm coming back. I want to win. I came to LSU to win. Then now, yesterday, December 28th, something apparently changed. There are rumors and there are whispers that his bowl preparation has been abysmal. There are rumors and there are whispers that he's been very hit or miss, very topsy-turvy, and maybe even getting into some team trouble I'm not going to get too much into that stuff. You guys could read the message boards if you want to see all that. But from the perspective of myself as a fan, I'm relieved that it's over. Because next year, guess what? If LSU would lose a game early, 
it would have been the same crap. Oh, is he going to opt out? Oh, is he really bought in? Oh, does he like Jaden Daniels? I don't know that they get along. Oh, does he really want to play with that quarterback? No, I think he prefers Nuss. Oh, no, I think he wants more of a pocket passer. Oh, but Brian Kelly says he's working hard at practice, so maybe we're being too hard. Oh, well, you know, he's actually a father now, so he's got a lot... It was so much drama. It was like watching an episode of The Young and the Restless every single time he took the field, and I'm glad that it's over. Kayshawn, I wish you well. I hope you have a great NFL career. I truly, sincerely mean that. But I'm glad as a fan of the LSU Tigers that you're no longer part of the program because it was exhausting having to baby and cater to every single one of your whims and having to wonder, oh, are you with us today or are you not with us? Are you going to be with us on Monday? Are you going to be opting out? Are you going to go be a dad this week? Are you going to play on the field this week? Are you going to run that route hard? Are you going to be pouting on the sidelines? Every game, it was something. And when you're looking at a wide receiver that this past season produced 48 receptions, For 538 yards with just two touchdowns, I think the LSU receiver room will be able to make up for that production. I think the LSU receiver room is going to be just just fine. You're bringing back neighbors. You're bringing back um, a whole lot of your receivers. You're bringing back uh, Thomas, and you got Lacey, and you got. I think the LSU receiving room is going to be fine. You add Aaron Anderson to that. uh, I think that they'll be okay. It was exhausting this past season having to deal with this. And while we all warmed up to the idea of, oh, yeah, he's going to be back and it's going to be great, it'll be like the SEC championship game, I think the realist in all of us also all understood that this drama was going to continue. This this what if and, you know, is he with us, is he not with us was going to continue. And it's better for the program going forward to just know, hey, he's not here. Let's adjust Let's make our plans. Let's make our preparations. He's not here. He's not with us. Probably shouldn't have been here, shouldn't have been with us since the Florida State game when he should have opted out after that one. So those are my thoughts on the situation, and I hope that he does have a great career. I do, because it helps LSU's recruiting when LSU has great professional players. But I just don't like the way it was handled. There was no reason to lie. There was no reason to release a statement. Oh, I'm back. Oh, I want to win. Oh, winning's my number one priority and then three weeks later change your mind. If there was even so much as the smallest little kernel of doubt, if there was even so much as just one scout out of 100 who hadn't sent back their evaluation, if there was even so much as a 1% chance that you were going to change your mind and go pro, then you shouldn't have said anything. The deadline to declare for the NFL draft is weeks away. You didn't have to say anything right now. You did, got the fan base's hopes up, and dropped them flat. And here's another thing that I think Coach Kelly needs to do going forward. All this number seven, number 18 mumbo jumbo, that's cool and it's fun for fans. But here's something that I think Coach Kelly needs to do. Some years, whenever the Baseball Hall of Fame is electing new people, if there's no one worthy to get in, then they just don't elect anybody that year. So this would be my thing if I'm Brian Kelly. Next year, If there's nobody that stands out as an obvious choice for number seven or number 18, then let's just not give it to anybody that year. Because I think what you see happen at LSU is, boy, we give this number to these guys and we put so much expectation and so much pressure on these guys. Hey, you got to go be great. Hey, you got to go be a Heisman Trophy candidate. You got to go be the best player on the field. You got to go be one of the best players in the SEC. 
and it creates a situation that's hard for these guys to live up to. I'm not trying to say that that's what held Keishon Butte back last season. That's that's a, That'd be a sorry excuse. But I do think that it adds undue pressure to some of these guys. And if there's not an obvious choice, then let's just not do it for a year. Because it's another number seven for LSU that didn't pan out. And boy, lately, about as many of them don't pan out as do. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll talk some NFL, talk some NBA, talk some LSU basketball. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do friend difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you.
This is one of the coolest theme songs in wrestling, man. You could sing this one. You could hum it. The crowd could get involved. Seth Rollins is one of the best. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's talk some NBA in this segment and also a little college basketball. Maybe we could squeeze some NFL in as well. My Cowboys are playing today against the Tennessee Titans. Ah, talk about a butt bowl there. Both teams don't have a, a whole lot to play for, so I don't know that either team is going to really be playing a whole lot of their guys. Dallas is kind of locked into the five seed. Tennessee, whether they win today or lose today, they're going to have to win next week against Jacksonville to make the playoffs, so it's a meaningless game for them. Both teams are talking about resting guys. And as a result, Dallas is actually a 13-point favorite over the Titans tonight. But anyway, that we I'm not going to turn this into a Cowboys segment as much as I may be tempted to do so. Um, the Pelicans got a win yesterday over the Minnesota Timberwolves. They improved to 22-12 and 12 on the season. Zion Williamson played excellent in what was a thrilling game. It was a 119-118 win for New Orleans. Williamson had 43 points in the game. They'll next take the floor against Philadelphia. On Friday, that'll be at the Smoothie King Center. It'll be a big challenge for New Orleans against a good 76er team. Here are my thoughts on New Orleans, right? And I've said openly on this show that I don't think New Orleans is a championship contender. If you guys are going to throw tomatoes at the radio, that's cool. But in May, I'm going to be right on this, and you guys are going to be left blaming the referees. That's okay. Um, I, I expect that. That, that. That's fine. You guys are going to disagree. Whatever. It's cool. But... I do think this. I think the Pelicans are start or are sort of finding their best way to play. One of the biggest frustrations that I've always had with New Orleans on the basketball side of things is that too often it felt like they were playing what I call seven and seven basketball. And you guys are going to say, what the hell is he talking about? Seven and seven. It felt like, okay, Zion will take over for four or five minutes. He'll do his seven days. Then he'll take seven days off. Then for the next four minutes, McCollum will get all the offense. Then he'll be off. Then it's Ingram's turn. Like it's almost like merry-go-round, right? Hot potato. This guy's going to go and cook for three, four minutes. Then this guy's going to have his turn. Then this guy's going to have his turn. And if you look at the Pelicans' shot distribution, you see McCollum gets 18 shots a game, Williamson 16 shots a game, Ingram 15 shots a game. Let me tell you something right now. And this is something that I think is true, and I think that even the most Kool-Aid-sipping Pelican fan could agree with this one. New Orleans' best version of themselves is not when C.J. McCollum is shooting the most shots. New Orleans' best version of themselves is not when Brandon Ingram is shooting the same amount of shots as Zion Williamson. And I think the thing that New Orleans is starting to figure out is that their best version of themselves is when you get the ball to the big guy and just get the hell out of the way. New Orleans is learning, hey, we could force feed this joker and just give it to him, and the other teams are not going to be interested in guarding him. He's 280 pounds of steel. They're not going to want to get in front of him and take charges. They're going to not want to get in good position and bang against him throughout the course of the game. So he's going to just keep scoring. 
And I think during this most recent run where New Orleans has started to play some really good basketball, that's what's become most apparent is that in the final stretch run of games, how often in years past did we see it get to crunch time and Zion's posting up, he's working hard, he's getting it down low, and Ingram will shoot a 20-footer. Or they're going isolation from McCollum. Or they're getting a look for this player or that player. How often did we see the, the, the offense not run through Zion? Now it's running through Zion. Last night he had 21 field goal attempts and got to the free throw line 19 times. So you figure if you count a lot of those free throw attempts as field goal attempts, he would have shot the ball about 30 times in the game. Because you figure each free throw, or every two free throws should be one field goal attempt because that's him shooting a layup or whatever, getting fouled. That's the way New Orleans needs to play if they want to have a chance. When they fall into the trap of, oh, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a turn. Oh, McCollum, you go run the offense for five minutes. Oh, Ingram, it's your turn. Here's three minutes, buddy. Go run the offense. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's not to say that those guys shouldn't have a role. Of course they should have a role. No NBA team's going to run 100% of their offense through one guy. But I do think this meaner, more selfish, I'm going to run the ship, Zion Williamson, is the best chance that New Orleans has. Do I think they'll win the championship this year? The answer is still no. But I think that their only shot at it is doing this. In the NBA playoffs, it's a testament of the teams that win it all is the teams that are able to best exploit their biggest weapons. And New Orleans is now making the attempt to best exploit their best weapon throughout the entire course of the game. Zion was fantastic yesterday. I would still like to see him rebound the ball a little better. Only had three rebounds to go in his 34 minutes. But 43 points, 14 of 21, got to the free throw line a ton. He was a force to be reckoned with. And that's New Orleans' best path forward. That's New Orleans' only shot in the playoffs. If it's McCollum and Ingram shooting 20-footers, you have no chance to beat the top teams in a seven-game series. When is the big fella down low, banging, drawing fouls? Suddenly now you got a weapon that maybe other teams won't be able to stop four out of seven times. New Orleans gets a big win. They head into a big matchup with Philly on Friday. Let's talk some LSU basketball here. The Tigers got a 60-57 to win over Arkansas, improving the 12-1. LSU was 11-1 on Monday when the last polls came out, and they had, had a win over Wake Forest, a Wake Forest team who beat Duke. You know how many top 25 votes LSU got last week? Zero. Not a one. And I think that it's going to be difficult now for the voters to, to avoid LSU for much longer. The Tigers were better than Arkansas yesterday. They were more physical. They executed better. A, an Arkansas team that is predicated on turning you over, LSU only turned it over 10 times. An Arkansas team that likes to get the ball into the paint and hit the glass, they only out-rebounded LSU 44-39. An Arkansas team that likes to shoot it from deep, both teams only made four three-pointers. And I think what was the most impressive thing about LSU's win is, look, I think we all are going to agree that LSU's going to win some conference games, right? It's the SEC. You win some home conference games, probably won't win a whole lot on the road. 
That's part of the conference. That's part of the flow of the league. But I think we would have all agreed that for LSU to win big-time matchups like this, they would have to play probably their best. Well, guess what? Yesterday, they didn't play their best, and they still found a way. LSU didn't shoot it well. Four of 17 from the three-point stripe. That's probably not all that sustainable. From the field, barely 40%. That's probably not that sustainable. From the free throw line, 50%. Six of 12. That's probably not sustainable. But they found a way. Late in the game, in a game that was brutally officiated, was officiated like a like an MMA fight where the guys were just able to beat up on each other and fight each other. Game that was brutally officiated. LSU stood tall and was the tougher team. They executed down the stretch. Did they make some mistakes? Hell yeah, they did. They turned it over, shot unnecessary shots, missed free throws. Did they make mistakes? Absolutely. But they never broke. Coach Matt McMahon kept his poise on the sidelines. I thought he did an excellent job in his first SEC game, and the Tigers are 12-1, and which is just unbelievable, considering that the fact that at one time, Every single player in the program was in the transfer portal. And Coach McMahon put the pieces back together, got a lot of those guys back in, and now they're 12-1, and fresh off of a win against the number nine team in the country. That's unbelievable work from a coach who I think is going to do an excellent job in Baton Rouge. Now, the big show tonight, the LSU Lady Tigers. They open up SEC play today on the road against Arkansas. It'll be the biggest challenge of the season for Coach Mulkey and her team. The Tigers are number nine in the country, 12-0. and They have destroyed everything that's been in their path, but they also haven't altogether been all that challenged, right? They haven't played the creme de la creme schedule. They're taking on number 24, Arkansas, on the road. LSU's a seven-point favorite. Game will be on national TV tonight at 6 o'clock. I'm telling you now, I'm giving you a betting pick early. I think LSU makes a statement tonight. I think they beat the hell out of Arkansas and established themselves as one of the best teams in the country. I think LSU is legitimately one of the best teams in the country in women's basketball. They beat Oregon State by 32. Oregon State's not bad. They've beat up on several other programs who are not bad. They haven't beaten that prototypical top 25 team yet. It's going to happen tonight. Angel Reese is going to get inside. The Tigers are going to make some shots around her. I think LSU on the road at Bud Walton Arena makes a statement tonight, and Mulkey and her team gets a big signature win. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk maybe a little bit about some bowls, and then we'll get to your betting picks and get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a safe and happy holiday season. From the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. 
Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-810-8655. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Your life is mobile, so is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust company's online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Danos is celebrating their 75th anniversary. Their thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made their progress possible. And in this spirit, they say thank you and best wishes for the holiday season and a happy new year from everyone at Danos. One more segment to go here on play-by-play tomorrow. We'll have Chandler, we'll have Damien, we'll have the usual cast of characters, and we'll have a fun Friday show with our weekend predictions and everything in between. Let's thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name, Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs, Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. The place where I'm about ready to go, Rouse's Markets. Feels like home. I'm going to be going to get me a salad at the salad bar in, oh, about 20 or so minutes. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, tonight we're at uh, Central Lafouche. South Lafouche will be taking on home of Christian School. Girls basketball action, 6 o'clock tip-off. We will be bringing you that one live tonight. The Lady Tarpons and the Christian Warriors at 6 o'clock on KLEB. Um, let's talk about a couple of things here in this segment. Tonight, as we said, we do have Thursday night football. The Cowboys will be taking on the Titans. 
Tennessee apparently is not playing their starters, but Dallas has, has rolled out a big number. They're hugely favored in the game. We've also got some bowl game action, and in 10 minutes, you got Syracuse and Minnesota taking on one another. you got Oklahoma and Florida State today at 4.30, Texas and Washington tonight at 8. So some good bowl games will be played tonight. Had some pretty good bowl games last night. Boy, we had just a wild one last night. Arkansas blows a huge lead. Arkansas wins the game 55-53 in triple overtime against Kansas. But Arkansas led Kansas. Uh, let's see. They led 38-20 to in going to the fourth quarter. <clears throat> then they led 38-23 to with like a minute and 30 left. Kansas scores, gets an onside kick, scores again, and... Arkansas holds on and survives. Man, it was it was just an embarrassment, really, the way that they handled the lead late. But Arkansas does win and survives. They finish seven and six. And now Kansas, boy, it must suck to be a Kansas fan, right? Like the best season that they've had in decades in six and seven. The best football season you've had in forever ends with you having a losing record. It's got to be tough to be a Kansas fan year in and year out. We also had a thrilling game in the Holiday Bowl, where Oregon survives, man. Oregon survives. North Carolina was a big underdog in the game, but Bo Nix and the crew pull it out late, get a late touchdown. They win 28-27. North Carolina ends their season 9-5. and Oregon ends their season 10-3. and The SEC side of things has not been all that great so far. Ole Miss got blasted last night. Texas Tech. Ole Miss has no business losing to Texas Tech. Texas Tech was not very good this season, but they blast Ole Miss. 42-25 was not close. This is a Texas Tech team that lost to NC State, lost to Baylor 45-17, lost to Oklahoma State 41-31. You would have thought that an Ole Miss team that went down to the wire with Alabama would have been better equipped to handle that, but they looked disinterested, didn't play well, and in the Texas Bowl, Ole Miss lays an egg. Lane Kiffin, boy, he got his big contract extension. He ends the year. Loss, 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 loss. Did I say that right? I think I gave him one too many losses. So let's do this over again. He ends the year in the last six games. Loss, win, loss, 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 loss. <laughs> one and five in the last six games for old Lane. He started the year great. Boy, when he's playing Tulsa and when he's playing Central Arkansas and Troy, He's the best coach in the country. When he's got to play LSU, Alabama, and the meat of the SEC schedule, and then a bowl game, boy, it ain't so good. It ain't so good. So Lane ends his year 8-5 and five with the Rebels. Um, let's get to some betting picks here. I'll tell you how I feel about some of these games. College basketball today, I like over 133.5 for Purdue and Florida A&M. Purdue's got a great offense. Florida A&M is terrible. I think Purdue's going to score 100 on their own which means Florida A&M just has to roll out of the bus without falling down to get this one over the number. Let's see. I also like today in college basketball. Uh, I'm going to give you one more. I can't find it on the list. I had it just a second ago. There we go. I like Arkansas State plus 10.5 over Old Dominion. I think Arkansas State will play them close and will keep that game competitive in uh, the, the conference action there. Um then in college football tonight, I will give you a couple of games, and then I'll go to the NBA as well. College football today, I like Florida State to win against Oklahoma, uh, but I like Oklahoma to cover, plus 9.5. I think Oklahoma's going to play some pretty good defense, tighten up a little bit, and I think they're going to try to end their year strong. I like 
Uh, over 65 and a half for Texas and Washington tonight in the bowl game out there. NBA action tonight. Betting pick wise, I like um, I like this one right here, right out of the gate. I like Boston minus seven over the Clippers. I like, um, let's see, one more that I'm going to give you. I like the Raptors plus three over the Grizzlies. The Raptors are much better at home than on the road. I like Toronto to defend their home floor there against Memphis. And then in the NFL tonight, I'm not picking Dallas. I'm not messing with that game. I don't know who's playing, who's not playing either way. But I could tell you, I do think Dak Prescott's playing. So I'm going to go over 234.5 for Dak against the Titans tonight on Thursday Night Football, which is, I think, on Amazon Prime or whatever network Thursday Night Football is on these days. Tonight, we're in home of Christian School, 6 o'clock. Cannot wait for that matchup. Get a good chance to see Kathy Luke's team, a good chance to see Darian Jenkins' team. District plays right around the corner. That will be our final broadcast of this year. Next year on Monday, we're going to have LCO and West Thibodeau. That one will be a fun matchup. And uh, can't wait to see how it all shakes out next week. We also have South Lafouche against South Terrebonne. Um, so we've got a whole lot of basketball that will be coming for you all on Coastal Broadcasting. That's all for me today. I'll be back tomorrow with our usual Friday show. You've been listening to Play-By-Play on KLEB. Have a great rest of the day, y'all. Adios. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.